Welcome to the PG Growth Planned Giving Podcast. Thank you for joining me on the PG Growth Plan Giving Podcast. I'm Ed Sluga. Tracy Church is a well-known and well-regarded prospect researcher here in Canada. She has helped countless organizations benefit from delving deeply into their prospect pool and learning more about their potential donors and utilizing that knowledge to advance major gifting campaign programs across the country. Her book has quickly become the Bible of prospect research here in Canada. And what I asked Tracy to do in our conversation is take a little bit of time to discuss how to utilize prospect research in the plan-giving context. For years, plan-giving professionals, uh, both experienced and new to the area, have thought that prospect research wasn't something that could be used in plan-giving. But Tracy takes us through how we can look at prospects in a different way if we know more about them and how to properly engage them so that they can make the best possible philanthropic gift to your organization. Tracy's insight is invaluable and utilizing it for your organization will be extremely important and beneficial. So here's Tracy Church talking about prospect research in the plan giving context. Tracy, thank you so much for taking some time today to talk about research in the plan giving context. You know, I know that a lot of people working in plan giving don't necessarily think of the kind of research that you do as being pertinent or connected with what they're doing, Mm -hmm. Uh, that they probably think it's a little bit more from the campaign point of view or the major gift point of view. But perhaps you can walk us through how research of your kind can be utilized uh, or research of any kind can be utilized to ensure that a plan giving program is really running on all cylinders and being successful in the way that we know it can be. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Ed. Yeah, no, no problem. Here. Um, yeah, so I've worked in the industry for quite a long time, and one thing I realized that when I was doing research on major gift donors, that they don't necessarily think of themselves as major gift donors. So when we started to look at their assets, whether they're cash-heavy or asset-heavy, if they lean towards the asset-heavy side, then they might be better off being a plan-giving prospect rather than uh, a major-giving prospect. So do we leave them dangling and not address them because the major-giving officers don't have them in their portfolio, or do we address them and then work uh, donor-centric, right? So um, what I do and work with um, different people to sort of look for plan-giving prospects is I look at their assets and how they fill in the plan-giving profile, per se, right? Yeah, so So, talk talk about what a plan-giving research profile would look like. Yeah, so well, we we would look at biographies, first of all. So um, using different resources... I can find age, 
family information? Do they have children? What are their children doing? What stage of life are they in? Uh, are they at the giving stage? Or are they at the retirement stage? That's very important for if someone's talking to someone about a planned gift. Um, I look at real estate. So uh, what holdings do they have? What are they worth? If they have real estate in the U.S., I can even look at um, what their mortgage payments are or if they have paid that off already. So that's really quite valuable because in the U.S., we have a lot more access to information. If they have a vacation property generally, then that sort of puts them in a different category, right? Um, and, of course, we're coming across this whole generation of children that can't afford their parents' cottage up in the Muskokas or whatever. So are they going to sell that cottage? You know, that sort of idea. I look at security, so shareholdings, really important. And I can tell by going through their different shareholdings, have they actually gifted these to charities? Mm -hmm. um, and if so, can they gift them to your charity? That mm -hmm. sort of idea. So yeah. why would you bypass that, right? Yeah. Uh, business assets, do they own a business? Uh, what are the, what's the revenue of the business? Uh, is it a private business? Do they own 85% or more of that? Um, executive compensation. Maybe they've retired, but they're still directors on various boards. Well, other than the nonprofit sector, other people actually get paid for being on boards, <laughs> which would be nice. Yeah. Um, there's public sector compensation. You know, are they, are they some sort of uh, high up in an educational system or hospital? And then demographics. Um, researchers look at the demographics of where they live, um, you know, sort of who are their neighbors, that sort of idea, gifts to other organizations. We can tell if they're giving a capital campaign gift, cash gift, or if they've given planned gifts to other organizations. If they have, they already have that mindset that they understand it, so we should be talking to them about gifts too. And then political giving. Uh, we won't get into it, but there's a great deal of alignment between stage of life and if someone gives at the top of their political giving range. So that's the type of stuff. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things I've been saying recently is, uh, in, with tongue-in-cheek, is that major gifts are dead and everything's a planned gift now, and that's primarily because of assets. And that's what you're really talking yeah, about. You're yeah, doing a deep dive into the assets of an individual, and that's really what planned giving is. It's yeah. the gift of those assets. Yeah. So when you're thinking about those assets and thinking about it in the context and of a collaborative effort around the major gift world with planned giving, mm -hmm. this also plays a really tremendous role in understanding what, what gift target, perhaps on the major gift side, if we can blend the gift with a planned gift as well. Right. To talk about using this to kind of target gift levels? Well, yes. Yeah. So uh, we talk about integrated giving. So as I was saying that uh, the donors don't think of themselves as a major gift prospect or a planned gift prospect. So the development officer needs to think that way. So uh, we've actually had examples. You and I have been talking about different gifts where um, if we talk about what their assets are and maybe what their cash inflow is, can they make a gift that is integrated somehow? So it can actually have a major gift component, maybe, you know, X number up front. It can have a planned gift component, whether or not it's a bequest or securities giving. It can have a, maybe they're hosting an event in their house component. And it can have an annual gift component, too. We can't forget about the annual part. They might not want to just be in any one silo. So you have to think uh, from a donor's perspective. How can we best serve them as far as philanthropy goes and 
financially, right? Um, down the road, how will this best serve them? Yeah, and yeah. So really great stuff. But let me ask this question as a seasoned veteran uh, researching <laughs> professional. Where you're going yes, there. I'm sorry. Yes. I was trying to be very delicate there. <laughs> One of the things we do know is that a lot of our colleagues out there. Um, you know, are struggling to do research, mm-hmm. uh, want to do research, uh, but perhaps don't have someone of your ability and expertise in-house. Yeah. Um, so maybe give us uh, some some thoughts or some key things to note and and to utilize. What can, what can I do what can as do? the generalist or the person who might be doing plan giving in a smaller shop uh, to do some of this initial research um, so that I'm prepared to have these conversations? Yeah, well, there are some free resources out there. So, I mean, say someone like myself or someone who works with full-time prospect research in a larger organization, we have subscriptions that we pay, you know, for um, to do deep dives and research. But there are certain things, there are some free resources out there people can look at. So, uh, without getting too technical, I know you kind of go blurry-eyed when I do that. Um, But it's sort of, you know, so you can look at people's real estate through uh, realtor.ca. What's, what's the house going for in the neighborhood? You can look at people's kind of shareholdings in public companies at, in SETI, SETI. So if someone has shareholdings in a public company, it has to go, it is available online. Um, if you know someone has a family foundation, you can go to the CRA and sort of basically see the assets of that foundation. So there are free resources out there. And, of course, I started the world as a librarian, so if you have a library card, you can get a lot of these resources through the library, yes. too. Um, so it's not just, oh, you need a big pocketbook to even start, but it would be silly, really, to talk to any sort of prospect without doing some sort of background yeah. research, and because I think, you're going to yeah. leave money on the table. And I imagine there's other sorts of, you know, Google searches, just a straight up Google search would yeah, be something which would reveal. Starts, yeah, it does start things. Or you can put in maybe Google alerts or mm-hmm. news alerts so that if you know a prospect has interest in a company or has a company itself, then if you start to track that and if they're going IPO or if they're starting to retire, if you see they're shedding shares, it usually means they're going to retire. Um, so they need to probably give by the end of that uh, year. And if they're giving in shareholdings, then that's where uh, gift planning comes in, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much. This has oh. been really great. Oh, yes. And uh, I know that this is something that any gift planner should be thinking about. So thanks for taking some time today. Thanks, Ed. For more information about the PG Growth Plan Giving Podcast, you can go to our website at www.pggrowth.com. You can also find us on iTunes and also Google Play. We're always grateful when you take the time to listen. If you want to send me an email, ask any questions, get some more information or comment about this podcast, you can reach me at ed at pggrowth.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening.